Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sash Showdown. I'm Rose Layton, and this is my partner in crime. Colin McCarthy, welcome to 2023. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought, Colin? Today, we are just going to recap everything that happened in the last two months while Colin and I were on our Christmas vacation. Yep, hopefully everybody else was too, enjoying their uh, seasonal vacations, whichever one they want to pick. And not getting stuck in the airport. No, I, I didn't travel. <laughs> I know you have traveled a little bit. I believe it has been... Uh, I did not technically travel at all for the holidays, to be fair. <laughs> but I did drive 2,100 miles That to is Chicago. quite a journey. Um, but yeah, a lot of people spend a lot of time uh, looking at um, Aunt Annie's... Uh, whatever those um, pretzel stands are, probably thinking how many of these mm. should we be buying during the day as we wait for hours and hours for our flights. How many of these can I shove in my mouth? Yeah. Is it Aunt, Auntie Annie's pretzels, the cinnamon Auntie, pretzels? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. Or all of I don't know. I've, I've actually never bought H one. H Hudson News, <laughs> going to Hudson News and buying a, a $6 water. Okay. So, yeah, airports, collapses, travel woes where did it go wrong and where was the main problem and why is this important to sash showdown well i so i think the big news colin right th there were there are always a lot of travel snafus every year during the holidays but the the, the reason that this is important this time is because of what happened at Southwest. Meanwhile, Southwest Airlines has already canceled more than 2,300 flights just today. And maybe didn't even make enough cancellations. Luggage continues to pile up as a nationwide meltdown continues. Over 64% of Southwest Airlines flights today have been canceled. There were a lot of things that happened at Southwest, <laughs> to be fair, but we're going to focus on, I think, the business side right. of it and the technology side of it. But ultimately, uh, let me check my dates. Yeah. And while you do that, just to say for our international viewers, obviously you might have heard of Southwest. It's a very uh, US-based regional carrier, was one of the first budget airlines, now sort of a mid-tier mm -hmm. airline within the US, flies everywhere. But Absolutely. Um, notable factoids about Southwest is that you can bring two bags and you choose your own seat while you board the plane. Yes, that was their inspirational difference in the in the 1990s. You didn't have an assigned seat. It was like getting on a bus. You'd, whoever turned up first got the best seat. And uh, apparently yes. supposed to be quicker boarding. So shortly before Christmas, um, there was a sort of massive polar vortex. Um, and it shut down airline air, or flights sort of across the United States from all airlines. Um, Southwest had to cancel more than 15,000 of their flights due to a cascading technological failure that they were just like unable to recover from. So I think like even a week after Christmas, they were still running at like less than 50% yeah. capacity, um, which is insane. Because when things, um, the, 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 the term cascade, things just get worse and worse and worse <laughs> and you yeah and so like the more flights that got canceled the worse the whole situation got and it turns out like i read i was reading about you know the effect on the employees and um 
you know, like sort of mistreatment. And I think all of that is pretty standard in the industry. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but the, the thought, the part that I thought was most interesting was this sort of idea that the technology behind Southwest was not able to keep up with flight cancellations. I was like, Oh, you're just, you're just clear on your docket. Like how, how bad could it be? And then I read sort of a beautiful piece on LinkedIn. I'm sure it was um, that described how their, the systems that they have in place were basically unable to keep track of where planes were, where pilots were, where flight crews were um, bags because they weren't where they were supposed to be from the flights that had been canceled. And so this sort of cascading problem and not really knowing where everybody was being able to under, un, unable to, un, to schedule new right. flights to sort of take the place of these old flights. Yes. Was um, if those cr- just a massive, massive Yeah. Problem. Cause if those crew and the flight crew are on standby waiting for a flight, obviously the clock is ticking. And then when they run out of flight hours or, you know, they, they have to stand down, um, and get another crew. And obviously, so that's where the cascading probably happens that you can't update, replicate quick enough for what's available, who's supposed to be doing what, when, where, with what resources, and then communicating and updating the, the passengers. Um, they would have been better just having a bullhorn saying, you know, <laughs> we've, we've got a, we've, we've got a, we've got a plane on, on platform one or airport, you know, uh, terminal one, gate one. And we're going to, it's going it to, it's going to fly so, to San so. Francisco. Anybody that wants to go to San Francisco, go on that plane. I've, I've been at a train station in, in New Jersey, in New York, Hoboken leaving, um, and the, the system was failing. It was during, I think, a power cut or a storm. And they were like, we have one train. It's going to go in this direction. It will stop at every stop. If you want to leave the city, get on this train. And we get will, you know, this is the last train. And, you know, they did it manually with a with a, with a tannoy. Um, that would have been. Well, and you can do that with trains. Planes, I think they're a little more limited capacity. I'm not really sure on the exact numbers. Yeah, there, there's, there's like, more 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 flight paths and authorization that's probably needed than a than right. a right. And it's not train. like it's not like you can you I can know. take a plane and just be like, and we're gonna make every stop. Yes, so because <laughs> that's not how that works no, at all. No. So <laughs> so obviously, SAS. Why would what do we what would be what would have they should have done? What should other companies that thinking, oh, I don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z because I'm not a Southwest. My on-premise, you know, SQL server is fine. My, you know, Postgres <laughs> database, you know, in Citrix yeah. is okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the moral of the story here is something that every business can learn from because ultimately, what happened and what I've read from the analysis is that Southwest had o outgrown their optimization software, which is the software that is doing all of this sort of booking and like tracking and things like that. They had long outgrown it um, and they had been using it for a couple of decades. So um, right. first off, Colin and I both know if you're using something that you were using a couple of decades ago, it's probably not good anymore. <laughs> Technology has changed a lot in a couple of decades. So if you're using those words to describe your stuff, um, 
take a good long hard look at yourself in the mirror and ask what you're doing because chances are there is a better way to do it even better than chances are there's almost certainly a better way to do it now than there was a couple of decades ago yes and so i think the other piece of this is that they had outgrown it right the the capacity and the volume that they were doing was significantly higher than it used to be and the system was kind of running on like the maximum all the time right yeah and i think when you're when you let your systems do that there's a reason why like it people we tend to keep a few extra licenses around yeah. right we try to forecast better we try to do all of those things because we know of the failures that happen when you hit max yes yeah it's like a sand like uh, when we used to have sands they would um the Dell ones, the uh, Ecologics would, you know, send you warnings if you were running over 70%, you know, capacity because you, you had yeah. to have that If your buffer. hard disk capacity is reaching the top, like we know that that causes problems. Yes. And that's a very just small, innocuous, like everyday example of how we, how we understand this phenomenon but like the idea that like you could let not only a several a couple of decades old system go but also a a system that was far being used for far more than it used to be um is just i mean it was just waiting to happen so i think unfortunately the execs at southwest probably deserve every bit of pain that they experienced. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm sure it was not um, a great Christmas. We're not listening because I'm sure somebody pointed that out at some point. Airlines pilots and flight attendants unions say the meltdown was avoidable and that they've been warning the airline for years to upgrade its outdated systems. You know, your employees uh, tend to know exactly where your points of failure are going to be. And so I wouldn't be surprised to find out that like they had proposed it and either it was deprioritized or or they'll say oh we'll know, get we'll get to it you. in 2025 we've got a new system coming on board or <laughs> you know yeah xyz yeah. and and the when the real truth is like there's no time to wait no and and so the the takeaway teachable case yeah. study moment for 2023 when you're looking at your network and looking at what you should be doing there is no there should be no I'll put that off until tomorrow because when tomorrow comes, it will be an absolute nightmare. And regardless of whether yeah. you're a giant airline or a small, yeah, a small and for local you, it could firm. be a PR nightmare. Yeah. It could be a revenue nightmare. Manufacturing, it could be a national emergency. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and the thing that you might want to replace or upgrade uh, could be on back order. Could take a while. Will take, you know, time to yeah. uh, deploy. Um, so let me tell you, I would not, I would be surprised if Southwest was not replacing that system this year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope there's. After that. Like, that was a massive, massive issue. And let's hope there's a software as a service a replacement for them. Um, you know, running in GCP with a whole load of, or AWS, Azure, even, you know, maybe not Rackspace. We'll get to that. Um, you know that has the has yeah. the capacity to expand so um and and burst and um 
Yeah. Or even, you know, just a system that, you know, work with the SAPs of the world, the oracles yep. of the world, like Southwest is a big enough company, like yep. to self-design something. Um, but you know, it better be hosted and secured by someone else. Yep. And like, so that you don't have to worry about it. And like, you need to be checking your volume yep. all the time, Yep, all the time. Okay. So now that we've talked about Southwest, cause I just thought airlines are near and dear. I think to many people, especially in business and especially in the remote world, because we have to travel. Well, I, I, but, I have um, heard that there might be some travel happening in 2023. A lot of companies are traveling again. And the other day, this is Colin, I'm traveling next week. You're traveling next week. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look yeah, at you. I'm going to San Francisco next week for an onsite. Excellent. So. I'm excited. But I also heard that um, Google Next is going to be in person in San Francisco. Google Next has just been announced. For August 29th through the 31st, I'm overjoyed to report it will be in person. I repeat, they're going to host 15,000 people in San Francisco. Steve, fire up the jet. We're going to San Francisco. Well, next is also in person uh, this year. August, yes, I did hear August, about September, that. September. That's very so, exciting. You know, people will be flying. And that's a, that's a big nod. Well, I mean, we can talk about this when conference season comes up, but that's a, that's a big nod to other conferences, too, to be like, hey, yep. let's go in person again. Yep. Yeah, and all the hotels are like, yes, we can quadruple our prices. Yeah, all for the a hotels week. and all the airlines are like, yes, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> but also, I think a lot of us, like, I mean, you went to Google Next last year. No, only virtually. 2019. Well, yes. No, no, that's what I mean. Last, you, you, went to, you went to Google Next online the last real, the last three years. The last real year, 2019, I went in person, yes. I've never been. Was I was supposed to go in 2020. Oh, it's, it's a good event. But anyway, as you say, we'll get yeah. to that. So, <clears throat> yes, we will. Other so then so the the other big thing that has been going on for the last two months is breaches. Did you say breaches, like trousers? Breaches, breaches. Colin. Breaches. <clears throat> Every, Data breaches. Everybody's being hacked. Everybody is being hacked. Um, which reminds me, if I have not yet said my security philosophy on the show, my security philosophy is that you will be hacked. And then all you can do is prepare for that eventuality and limit the carnage. That is it. Yes. That's my security philosophy. Colin, how do you feel about that? <laughs> very, very wise words. And it's, <laughs> it's, it should be everybody's. It probably is a lot of other people's. Um, well, actually, some I don't of, think so. Well, what is terrifying with, <clears throat> excuse me, some of these companies that have been compromised is the compromises were not somebody dropping a USB stick in the car park and an employee picking it up and plugging it in the computer to see what was on it. Exactly. Like uh, Mr. Robot or it wasn't, they were, it wasn't, you know, last pass getting hacked. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> you know, did I let the cat out of the bag? Yes, it was, I let the it, cat was out it wasn't the breaking, <laughs> breaking through the firewall with, with a load of fake right. IP addresses. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the kind of social engineering you expected from your employees. It was your password manager got hacked. Well, or, well, but your password manager got hacked because of a phishing attack with other compromised credentials. Yes. So somebody else's employees, yes. <laughs> social engineering on someone else's employees, which is a real thing that we have to worry about in SAS. If you're a SAS administrator, this is a thing that we have to worry about. It's part of the whole idea of outsourcing um, software hosting. Yep. Right. If we're hosting our own software, we have to deal with the security and there's a ton of things that go along with that. If we're not hosting our own software and we're using SAS, somebody else 
is hosting that. And we are using economies of scale to try and keep ourselves more secure. However, if the last two months have shown nothing else, it has shown that those economies of scale are not always what they're cracked up to be. You would so, Colin, how bad was the LastPass breach? LastPass has suffered a major security breach. LastPass reported a security incident. LastPass suffered a massive security breach. Catastrophic, potentially, I think. Um, In what way? Because it has really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons to the whole idea of putting all of your passwords in a single password manager, which is, you know, a single point of failure. At the moment, at the moment, having passwords on post-it notes on my monitor at home is potentially more secure. Um, Hold on just a second, Colin. Talk. Testing, testing. Okay, I was getting some clicking while you were talking. Oh, right. I think I thought it's gone. Now. I thought we were having a moment silence for LastPass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're dead. They're they're dead. Although, honestly, you could you could also play the game that like LastPass is okay because surely they will come back stronger from this. Yes, yes, and. And, I don't know how I feel about that. We'll leave that up to the viewers. And it will be very difficult for large corporations <laughs> to move off of it because, you know, it, it has been used for a long time in corporations as their, you know, shared password manager. It did have, it had a terrible UI, had a terrible administrative panel. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're, I don't think we're fans no, of last but it, year. However, there are companies that use it. I've been at a company that moved off of it. Yeah. Um, I think it has a lot of solid usability features. Um, like it's definitely on par feature wise with like one password. Yeah. Um, I think the UI though does leave a little bit to yeah, be desired. Yeah. Certainly if you're a, a, trying um, to be an administrator and, and share it with uh, secrets with And if you're a, a company on LastPass, you, you suddenly have a whole bunch of work on your lap. Yes. Because um, all of your passwords have been compromised and Potentially, that's a problem that means, yeah, potentially compromised. But you can't, you can't mess around with potentially. Yes. You have to pretend that they're all compromised yeah. now. And so, you basically need to have every single person who's using LastPass at your company go in and change the passwords for every single one of the accounts that they have in LastPass, which is a monumental undertaking, and I don't envy them. Nope. But it has to happen. Even on a personal level, if you're just using LastPass for your own personal usage, for your for your Zappos, for your Amazon, for your HelloFresh. Well, and a lot of people at work will use their work emails for all kinds of yep. things. You have to change all of those passwords now, too. Yep. I'm sorry. You do. And if you were using the password manager correctly, in the sense that like you're letting it generate the passwords for mm -hmm. you, then it's not that big of a deal to like only change the passwords that are in LastPass. If you had entered any passwords, like a personal password yeah. or something, and let LastPass remember it, guess what? Now you have your whole personal life too. Right, yeah. Because if you're reusing passwords at all. Um, so, I mean, it really, I think it just underscores like the password hygiene thing. And it also, I mean, it does call into question, like should we be using password managers? I think, remember last season when we were talking with Bert? Yeah. And we talked about passwordless? Yeah. I feel like 
that's going to become the way of the future. And I'm not sure what our password manager friend companies are going to be doing about that. Uh, yeah. You know, I, but like multiple forms of authentication besides passwords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, right. Like a security key and biometrics yeah. instead of passwords at all yeah, you know, is the way that I would go about it. But like single sign on obviously just, is very important for businesses. <clears throat> so people only have one login for something rather than multiple logins right. for different things. Um, single sign on becomes slightly less important if you only have, if you're, if you're not doing passwords though. Right. Yeah. 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 You got to have probably have one to start with. Unless it is. Speaking of single sign-on. Oh, yes. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened to Okta. Okta has been hacked. They are one of the biggest companies that offer SSO and multi-factor authentication, so pretty much all the important stuff that we never want to get hacked. They service over 15,000 businesses, Fortune 500 companies, so it's kind of a big deal. More, <laughs> more, more trust is potentially eroded and gives more people uh, worries about, certainly with this one, because the... Uh, the source code was taken as well um, from uh, comp yes. compromised credentials accessing GitHub, I believe. It's very worrying because you could have incredibly sophisticated and, and genuine looking phishing attacks if the whole or or maybe even if somebody has the source code and they can, you know, look at it and examine it, might find vulnerabilities within the Okta system that haven't been detected. Absolutely. That's the big worry. Um, yeah. You know, and also that that is the that has been the application that a lot of companies have trusted for MFA, uh, MDM, um, SSO yeah. automation in some cases. Yeah, yeah with Okta workflows. Definitely some, so, you know, yeah. provisioning and whatnot. Well, and I mean, like, they seem to have recovered well. Like nobody's really talking about this. I think now, um, when it first happened, though, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, the, my security channel in the in our, the Slack that we're on was very very busy in December and November, uh, and even the the uh, I think LastPass had two um, two incidents: one in August and then one in November. And it's like, oh, you know, when it got posted yeah. in November, it's like, oh, that's old news. It's like, oh no, this is a resurgence of something that happened before. Um, I think it was people had accessed it through an API key or a token that hadn't been refreshed due to the, the August, um, vulnerability. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. been even the FBI, there's a cybersecurity program, um, had been uh, hacked through through so, so social engineering i believe um uh yeah there's just too, yeah too many and well and, and one one note about the octa um like source code one is that um they they sent an email to all of their security contacts which it was sort of a ill-defined group um and I recall like one of our uh, colleagues who works at um, a reseller said that he received the email <laughs> notifying them of the breach, even though he doesn't administer an Okta environment. <laughs> so it was rather interesting. Um, and we're going to talk about this later on in the season about like how companies respond to these kinds of incidents, because there's a lot to be desired there. 
But um, I also, I thought that was interesting is that they notified the, the, the way in which they notified everyone yeah. um, was not quite, not quite right. A lot of people just read about it in the news. I did. I think it was either through Twitter or, or um, LinkedIn that I, uh, I saw about it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I saw it on Slack, you know, so these, like the, these, it, the, so. The, the hackers are still going after <laughs> these really, really big targets through, relatively Mm -hmm. simple means just by compromising an end user account but you know also in uh earlier this year there was news that you know other other businesses near and dear to our hearts were also compromised uh five guys uh a very famous (laughs) burger place um their hr department um you know, uh, had, was, uh, was yeah, compromised. The Five Guys breach was very, very the breach. The breach notice that <laughs> we posted about was so chock full of hamburger jokes yeah, yeah. that it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. First of all, yeah, and then, <laughs> but I mean, the breach turned out to be just, I mean, it's pretty standard. Yeah, pretty standard yeah. altogether. Uh, and then ransomware attack in the UK hit KFC and Pizza Hut um, oh, and Taco yeah. Bell. Uh, yeah, the Royal Mail. The, if you haven't heard of any of these, we will link the, all of them. Yeah, in the show notes, the uh, Royal Mail in the UK, the Postal Service, they couldn't send any any posted any packages or postage internationally due to uh, a cyber incident. Um, uh, PayPal had accounts breached um, due to credential stuffing, uh, and then mm-hmm. you know with all of these compromises and and. Uh, data being leaked, you think, oh, I'm going to invest in, you know, one of those security companies like Norton LifeLock to protect my identity. This is Colin's favorite thing. And He's then, just like, I'm just going to name drop and name drop and name drop and then lead you right into. I'm doing the, I'm doing the layup and I'm doing the assist to the, <laughs> for you to do the, the slam dunk. Yes. Norton LifeLock. <laughs> A lot of people pay the subscription fee for Norton LifeLock to protect oh their gosh. identity. And they had. I don't trust Norton. They had credential stuffing attack again, or he did. So allowing uh, intruders to access customer safe passwords. So what? Yeah. So twenty twenty three is off to a really big bang in terms of hacking. Yes. Yes. Um, For those and like credentials being stolen and source code being stolen. And I mean, we're just, we're really off to a, a, a good start for 2023. Yeah. So my advice recommendation to fellow colleagues, ID admins, SAS admins, SASOP admins, uh, audit all of your uh, user accounts, make sure you have a strong JML process, make sure everybody knows about phishing attacks, make sure MFA is enabled make your IT department approachable so users will ask questions rather than click on something. And make your engineers cycle their tokens. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And in the words of of, uh, Mulder, trust no one um, from the X-Files. It is, you know. Trust absolutely no one. Yeah. That's for sure. 
Um, I think that's a good place to leave it today. Kyle. I think that's enough. We've we've given Trust it. We've, no one. we've given enough bad news and, and added a list of all of the problems that have plagued companies at the end of uh, 2022 as we go into a fresh new year with nothing else to worry about. But listen, everything is bleak, but we're still having a good time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we've got some episodes planned for this season. We're going to be talking about some heavy stuff. We're going to be talking about how to deal with heavy stuff because heavy stuff is not going to stop coming. No. Um, and I think uh, that's the best we can do is just get you to think about it a little bit more, try to prepare you for some of these eventualities. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're going to do the best we can. Yep. Yep. Try and keep everybody safe and secure and get them thinking. That's the main thing. Questioning yes. and thinking. Thank you, Rose. Again, right. it's been great to chat. Thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next time. Produced by the Tab Geeks Network. Enjoy all of our shows on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tab Geeks.